0: I'm sending a red rocket to probe (laughs) Uranus.
1: My name is Darian. I have returned for another week. Another goddamn week of horror, nonsense, and bullshit. I'm going to continue to waste your time and my time and Jason Harrell's time. What's up, Jason? How are you? Good. How are you?
0: I am spectacular.
1: Spectacular?
0: Spectacular. Beautiful. (laughs)
1: How's things at the Harrell Home, my friend? Uh,
0: Great uh, and congested and uh, the same as always.
1: Allergies? Allergies. allergies It's going around. It
0: is that time.
1: So here's what I do.
0: Or AIDS, one or the other.
1: Uh, Vastly different in their symptoms. Noted. Vastly (laughs) different. Here's what I do. I do a Benadryl at night. Mm -hmm. Knocks me clean on my ass, which is good because if I don't, then... I'll have the, uh, the party crew in my bedroom all night. Right. Uh, and then when I wake up in the morning, I do the flow names. Okay. And uh, that's worked worked out pretty good for me so far.
0: At what time do you take the Valtrex? Uh,
1: that is actually, I have to take that with food. Oh, okay. So that's mid-breakfast. <laughs> and penis. And penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's my winning combo for allergies, my friend. Uh, are you on any of the above mentioned medications?
0: I don't even know what all I shove into myself at this point, and I mean that in every kind of unimaginable way. <laughs> I know way.
1: exactly <clears> what <when> you <throat> shove into yourself.
0: So many chemicals, so many pharmaceuticals. Uh,
1: Anything else? I have
0: Newt, uh, you know, witch's brew, whatever you're I can sure? get. Yeah. No, nothing helps.
1: Nothing at all. No, nothing. You're just you're just not a desert creature, my friend.
0: I loathe being out here. Uh,
1: this is this is allergy country.
0: Damn. Yeah, I thought I was escaping like the pine tree or the all of the pollen from the trees back east. Yeah, coming out this way, but no, no. it's just more. Now
1: you have dust. <laughs> a Everything lot of, is,
0: a lot of dust.
1: You open your window for five <coughs> seconds, you're coated in dust. Yeah, and so is your dashboard.
0: I just thought that was old age kicking in.
1: I mean that too. You're you're you know you're not you're not a, you're not a spring chicken. There, I'm getting Jason. a little ashy. Me too. It's fine. Well, we got a horror show uh, buddy. Not here, of course. Monica, who knows. Uh, that pretty much goes without saying at this point. But we do have a regular horror show to get into here, my friend. We got horror news. We got listener mail. We got all kinds of movies to talk about. Let's kick things off with a little horror news, hot dog.
0: All right. <laughs> Horror news
1: What do you got, big boy?
0: Well <clears throat> I myself have nothing. Okay. However, my loving wife, Sarah, Aww. has given me some uh, some stuff she wants me to relay here. Some
1: talking points, I love and
0: it. So we'll go uh Thank you, Sarah. Fairly verbatim. Sound effects included. Do 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 this just in do <laughs>
1: the teletype. <clears throat>
0: The Oogie Boogie Bash tickets go on sale for Disneyland.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, general admission six thirty or uh, June thirtieth at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. Get them while you still can because they will sell out. They will. You ever done that with the kids or anything?
1: No, but I was there last year. Yeah, We did not pay for the Oogie Boogie Bash, (laughs) but we were there as everybody was piling in for the Oogie Boogie Bash. it's really fun. It looked like (laughs) a a lot of fun. We had to haul ass like two hours across town to make it to Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that was a whole thing. But if if we did go back... I would definitely stay for the Oogie Boogie Badge. Yeah,
0: it's good fun. It really is. Uh, The Hocus Pocus 2 trailer dropped today. Eh, I won't be mad at it, but it's 20 years too late. Code Orange, folks. Code Orange. Yep. Home Depot is dropping their Halloween merchandise online on Orange Friday, July 15th at midnight. Now's your chance to own your very own 12-foot boner. Those (laughs) always sell out, so get on it. Get it. Then she uh, sends me an update. Uh, What We Do in the Shadow Season season 4 airs July 12th. Nice. Bat! And then she ends with, that's all, folks. Back to you, faggots.
1: Wow! (laughs) That was uncalled for. I love it though. I love that. about I told
0: her. you I'd read it verbatim. I love that
1: about her. Go ahead. Every news person has like their own sign off. <laughs> um,
0: that one should definitely. Back to be- you. Facken's. I don't believe I ever heard Walter Cronkite <laughs> signing off with that one.
1: I th- I think he he may have in the early days, but uh, <laughs> but back in the day, I'm a I'm a huge Adam Carolla fan. Yeah, and he has his news girl. Well, he's gone through a few news girls, but one of them, her, her sign off was Zip It Cunt. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. That. Yeah. That's the news. <laughs> I'm Allison Rosen. Zip It Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, a few things. On sa- First off, Sarah, thank you very much for the news items. Uh, any contributions are always greatly prohib- or prohibited. Prohibited. Uh, appreciated. Um, I, I, like home- I love the Home Depot Halloween selection. My question to you July 12th. That feels very, very early. And I, I realize that's not the in store display. It's only the online thing. Nothing pisses me off more than walking into a Walmart, period, really. But <laughs> just in the sentence just, there. Just in, in general. But going into a Walmart on like August 1st and seeing the Christmas trees <clears> up. <throat> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, now, obviously, we are of a horror dna and halloween holds a certain spot in our hearts Mm -hmm. but is do you think that might be a bit a bit early july mid-july
0: i mean early in the you know context of it's really far away but uh, i mean it beats looking at lawnmowers that's true i mean i'd rather look at that than bug spray
1: that's true but then with that what i also noticed is that um the early, early earlier it shows up the earlier it goes away so absolutely early october you go in there thinking you're gonna buy a 12 a foot boner or whatever the case yeah may. we i
0: mean we drove all the way down to like uh vegas just to go to at home yeah uh for their halloween stuff and they're like yeah all that shit's gone yeah exactly. like and it was like way before halloween yeah halloween had already been vacated for christmas stuff yeah,
1: exactly uh even uh like if you go to a michael's Early October. Yeah, it's ancient gone. history. You're yep. looking at a bunch of fucking uh Thanksgiving
0: <laughs> yeah. crap.
1: Which Absolutely. Is weird.
0: Yeah, so I don't know when I don't know when they'll stop because it, it does just continue to show up earlier, but also Go vacate a lot earlier.
1: Exactly. So that's kind of weird. Um I like it, but I don't I don't like shopping for Halloween stuff in shorts and a tank top. You know? <laughs> it just feels it just feels right, weird. It feels wrong. It's weird. <laughs> Um, Hocus Pocus too. Yes. Do you give a shit?
0: I mean, I don't like most of those broads in it. <laughs> but I mean, you know, for the sake of nostalgia, we do, you know, routinely rewatch uh uh Hocus Pocus. Okay. That's part of kind of our Halloween I will never or kind of throughout the year really.
1: I will never understand the appeal of that movie.
0: It's a good like Halloween background type movie. Sure. It's nothing that I want to pay special attention to. I
1: mean I just people it's like vaunted in the horror community. Yeah. Oh Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus too. Oh my god. The <laughs> sisters, oh they're back. Yeah. It's fine. It's maybe I was just too old when I saw it. Sure. It's it's it is a kids' movie, really.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I'm not all wet in the crotch about it. Um, yeah, but uh, we'll definitely be watching it.
1: I'm into it. Right on. Uh, do you know you know the name Kyle McLaughlin? No, you do. Okay. If you don't know the if you don't know the name, you would definitely know the face.
0: Sarah McLaughlin's older brother.
1: No, he was uh, for some reason. He's a, he's a I would call him a mediocre actor. Okay. Um, for some reason, he's just got like a. A face that people seem to enjoy all right. for some reason. Uh, Twin Peaks. Never um, watched it. What else? Uh, oh, Showgirls. Never watched it. Um,
0: well, I watched the important part.
1: If I showed you a picture of him, you'd be like, yeah, that guy. That guy. Uh, he has joined the, the cast of Fallout, the TV series.
0: Yeah, okay. Were you a
1: Fallout player at all, Jason? Nope, No, never did. I tried it.
0: So you're hitting on zero for three okay, so far. <laughs> perfect.
1: I tried Fallout. Way too much reading for a video game.
0: <laughs> Way too many what? Wo- too much with the literacy. With the
1: fucking <laughs> words and the all that. Forget the guy, the whole thing. Uh, The Retaliators coming out this September, starring the lead singer of Papa Roach, Jacoby Shaddix. Now, we've seen horror movies. Yeah, you know that guy, right? I know that guy. Yeah, he's in uh, he was in every other David Lynch movie yes. for some goddamn reason. Uh, he's fine. You know, he's i medi- I'd call him mediocre. There's that. Uh, but back to The Retaliators, we've seen rock stars uh, attempt to branch off into the horror community, mm-hmm. and admit horror movies, things like that. Um, it's worth a watch. Sure. I think uh, no trailers out yet. No plot synopsis, anything like that. I like Papa Roach. I like the music. Um, I've seen him live a couple of times.
0: That's Sarah's That's her, that's her group right that's there. That's her jam, Papa oh, yeah. 100%. Roach? Hundred percent. I
1: will I will say this. I saw them at Crew Fest two thousand ten ish. And uh it was them, Motley Crew trapped, Buck Cherry and a bunch of other dudes. They stole the show, dude. Yeah. Easily. Uh Jacoby comes out, like, starts walking around the crowd just hanging with everybody, you know, at Wazzy singing and rapping and all that stuff. Right. It was it was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Uh Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel.
0: Mhm. After
1: Afterlife. Uh after after hours afterlife. Mm. This, this is going to be an adult Ooh. theme. Ooh. <laughs> uh has been confirmed for a quiz, Christmas 2023 release. Mm.
0: I want to say Ghostbusters Afterbirth.
1: That sounds gross. <laughs> that sounds gross. Have you seen that movie Afterbirth? No. Natasha, uh, what's her name? Natasha Leone. Bizarre. Very bizarre. Noted. Um, I would, well, that's a whole other. (laughs) Sounds like a winner. That's, uh, I mean. So what's
0: the release date for this? uh...
1: Christmas 2023. Okay. For another Ghostbusters installment. All right. I'm into it.
0: Yeah, Uh, I like this last one.
1: I'm excited for it.
0: Still have never seen part two.
1: That, have you, I mean, it's not going to get any worse than the Paul Feig uh, Ghostbusters didn't watch it. Uh, I did. Did you really? I did on your pirate ship because <laughs> I refused to pay for it. It's every ounce as disappointing as you would expect it to be. Yeah. Um, I'll leave it at that. Um, Ghostbusters two, not not. It's not bad, but it it, it def, there's a there's a drop off between Ghostbusters one and Ghostbusters two. Sure, I'll say that. Um, lastly, this is something I'm excited for. Frankenstein Untold Hmm. has been announced. Okay. Now, I don't know anything about it other than it's being released by Sky Studios. But what I would like to believe, Jason Harrell, is that this is some kind of a follow-up to Dracula Untold. And that somehow, because that one was left open-ended.
0: And that's a great movie.
1: It is a great movie. There's some silly parts to it, but it's still fine. Um, I I would like to think that these are going to tie in somehow. That'd be good. Uh, what, six years later? Eight years later? Something like yeah. that? It's been a while. Oh, probably eight, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. But since the, the dark universe fell flat, maybe we can get something going here. Mm-hmm. All we need is that Charles Dance character to show up again with his dark... He was the, the original vampire that was in the game. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's like, this is a dark gift, and you need to do and all that stuff.
0: Very creepy. Very
1: creepy. That's all I got on the horror news there. Schnauzer, you got anything else?
0: No, I don't. They're hot dogs. I just wanted to call you
1: Schnauzer. (laughs) I know you don't have anything else. Uh, All right, how about some listener mail then?
0: Listener mail.
1: Yes, indeed. Jason, let's start things off over in Sydney, Australia, with our maid man, Tim. Uh, subject Don't line,
0: mind if I did redo.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's doing the accents again, boys. We are in trouble. Subject line Hey, hey, boys and girls. How's everything this week? Terra Dome, I'm going with the wrong turn, boys. Just something different, and I like some more. Okay? Darian, are you near dark? That's it for me this week. Love you guys. Tim. I am indeed near dark. Tim, you got that. Uh, I don't know what... Oh, I think maybe he wants me to continue writing about the wrong turn, guys. Which is fine. I could do that. Better,
0: Better than a tomato.
1: It's true. Did you ever see that last wrong turn movie?
0: I've never seen... I think I saw the very first wrong turn. I don't think I've seen any of the other ones.
1: Um...
0: You know, if I want to see that I'll go to a family reunion. I
1: know, I know. That's that's kinda of how you roll. Uh it's weird, you know, but that last mm-hmm. one was very um not horror, very politically charged. Oh jeez. Yeah.
0: Wrong turn versus wrong turn series versus hatchet series.
1: I'll take the wrong turns any day. Okay, the you're not
0: a big fan of the Hatchet series. They're not
1: they? horror movies. They are not horror movies. <laughs> I've never
0: seen anything beyond the first one.
1: Um, I saw the first three, and uh, no, no, they're not horror movies. They're I would call them horror fan movies. Yeah, which too, is it's
0: too much ham-fisted uh, fan with, service
1: with all the winks and nods. I sure. don't need it. I don't need that shit, Jason. Don't bring that shit to me. Then don't.
0: Like, they just don't.
1: I don't. Don't do that. Uh, let's get over to the open road. Here comes Freddie. New Subject line, driver tip. All right, but just the tip, Freddie. Just the tip. Hey, folks, easy vote this week. I'm taking the nurses. I think rednecks would make too much noise. And again, I have no idea about Educate, but I think it's an older movie. Now, for the driver's tip of the week, learn to use your mirrors. I think the girl in this week's movie would have played... Reverse Mailbox bu- would wouldn't have played Reverse Mailbox if her brother had checked his mirrors. LOL. I do enjoy the movie and have it in my rig, so I did search it this week. Not gonna lie, I still root for the telephone pole every time. <laughs> Stay safe out there. Cheers, Freddie. If
0: only the telephone pole could make its way into the terradome. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. Goddammit.
1: Two more for the nurses. and in the
0: finals. Telephone <laughs> pole, pole versus, versus tomato. tomato.
1: <laughs> right on, Freddie. Thanks for writing in, buddy. Let's see who's up next. Here comes the horror slut, all the way from jolly old England. Cats in the house, subject line, sexy nurses. Evening gent or gents, I do not have much this week, thanks to another double shift rotation. Of course I'm voting for my nurses because we are awesome even when we're demonic. Educate, I believe you are near dark. Yes, I am. And I can't believe I missed last week's, but it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I look forward to listening in the morning and hope everyone has a safe and healthy week, Cat, Thank you very much, Cat, You have a safe and healthy week, uh, my dear. I am, in fact, uh, near dark. That's kind of a layup. What do you think of near dark, Jason?
0: Just saw it for the first time. Oh, okay. Recently.
1: All right. It's got
0: Bill Paxton in it.
1: He's very ham I
0: hate me some Bill Paxton. You don't like Bill Paxton. I do not like Bill Paxton.
1: I like I don't like him in near dark.
0: I don't like him in film.
1: What do what you what is it about Bill He's Paxton He's horrible? He's not that bad. He
0: is horrible. We'll make it an entire show someday. We'll
1: do we're doing Bill Paxton month.
0: Oh gosh. <laughs> oh boy.
1: <laughs> oh man. Um it's but what did you think of the movie altogether, other than Bill Paxton?
0: Uh I thought it was... It was really hyped up for me. And it, I mean, a lot of years of being hyped up for yeah. me. And uh, I just thought it was a bit silly.
1: It's basically... I mean, it came out the same year as The Lost Boys. It's just a grimier kind of a Lost Boys.
0: Situation. Yeah, I watched the uh, the Red Letter Media guys talking about it. So it kind of inspired me to go and watch it. And <clears throat> it definitely was... Uh, the shittier side of vampirism.
1: Mm. You know? It's true.
0: Because it's I, definitely not the uh you know, the hoity toity, rich and fancy, vampiric lifestyle that you would hope for.
1: That's the only reason to be a vampire.
0: It's the only reason. You
1: know, and now yeah. you're telling me I gotta live in a fucking van with these <laughs> a stinky, pedo
0: van with, with a bunch of stinkers. Stinky <laughs> shits. Come
1: on. And Bill And Bill Paxton, horribly acting around Come me. On. forget it. <laughs> Fuck this. Uh, let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the Cowboy. Subject line, new pickup line. Okay. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in the night. Crazy week at work already with the temporary management. But lucky me, my route keeps me away most of the day. Dome. got to go with the nurses. I don't think the brothers are smart enough or quiet enough to take them out. And the nurses are much sexier.
0: It's all that damn banjo playing. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, that... <laughs> <laughs> you know, really <they're>
1: like howling. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, educate. Near dark, of course. I was going to guess God Monster of Indian Flats, but they weren't brothers. <laughs> That's a stupid fucking movie. Had a chance to catch a few movies over the weekend. Alone... Standard boy meets girl during zombie apocalypse. Boy must save girl. I won't spoil it, but I enjoyed it. And think it's a fun watch. You say alone. I'm thinking of the chick that gets uh, abducted off the Oregon highway. There's another movie called Alone. Um, it's not that great. Inmate Zero. Another infected zombie movie. Okay, if you're on a zombie kick. Not, but not really one I'll recommend or watch again. The Devil's Candy, Educate Gives a Really Good Movie. Haha. I've had it on my watch list for a while, but you sparked watching it sooner, and thank you. I really liked it and think I'll watch it again here and there. Now I'll leave you with nothing. <laughs> That's the end of the email. With mystery. With a, with a complete mystery there, cowboy. Well, thanks for writing in, big guy. Got your loads locked in and loaded, and now we have some voicemails, Jason. Nice. Jason, let's kick things off in your neck of the woods Down in the funky old south Here comes Alan
0: Ding, 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 ding
1: We should Hattaker, What's up, Hope everybody's doing what's good. up Alan? Alright, so Terror Dome I'm gonna go with the Hattaker brothers Sure Because they got range It's true um, Anyway, Mr. Darian, are you near dark? I am That's all I got, y'all have a good one You got Bye. me See ya, Alan Beautiful. Thanks for calling in, Alan. Yep, you got me. It was an easy one this week. I think I feel like right. Yep. Near dark. Everybody's seen it except for you until recently. Two more for the Haddickers. If you if you feel like doing a deep dive, and going down the wrong turn hole, um.
0: <laughs> Boy, do I ever! I
1: mean, you know, two is really more of a comedy because that's where they have like the the Hattiger sister gets involved. And there is a lot of incest and some of the most bizarre sex scenes you've ever seen in your life. bone alert! They know. Um, three and four aren't bad. Um, one of them is like a uh, Hattenger backstory. That's that. Pretty much, you could. That's that's as far as you. <laughs> is need that to it? go. I think that's as far as you need to go. Really. Uh, let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Mr. Tom Hardy.
2: Hey yo! Hey yo! Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? Hey, we're here. I hope you all are doing well. Everyone's hanging in there. We're making it. My God, I am on some sort of wild fucking street on the edge of the department. (laughs) Can't believe uh, believe we pulled that out to follow the house of usher. You nailed it. And today, you know what I got for you? Uh Near dark. (laughs) Because my uh, call kept going in. Uh, coming in and out last time, the signal. I'm uh-huh. going to say it again at the end of this call, okay. near York. because I, sure oh, I, I got to make sure I get credit. You. Holy shit, what a streak <laughs> I'm on. You are Living killing my it. best horror life, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, on to the rest of this shit. Sir. Uh, on the, um, the terror dome there, the nurses and the uh, rednecks.
1: The Hattigers, yes. Ah,
2: you know I've never played that video game Silent Hill, so I honestly don't know anything about the nurses. Okay. So that's why I'm just gonna say, give it to the uh, fucking H- backwoods redneck. Sure. You know what? Fuck it. Uh, I believe the uh, nurses are supernatural, but just the same, I'm gonna. I still, I still gotta go with my redneck.
1: Okay, take them.
2: Uh, fuck, man. Oh, on the what are you looking at department? I was able to start the midnight mass. It's uh, good, show. It so far. Yeah. Kind of. The reveal has happened, if I would. I think it's like the fourth episode or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't catch that couple of episodes of the Buffy with the family. Okay. But, uh, yeah, about all I got going. I did want to say, you know, I was noticing that every time Darian's got a host there, or co-host, I should say, um, their mother gets ill. You know, happened happens with true. Monica. but with Buddy. Now it's happened with Jason. <laughs> uh, kind of curious there, uh, what kind of curse you got going on there. I don't anyway, like moms. But Dave. that being said, uh, if you're lead of co-host, you know I will fly up to Reno on Ooh. my own dime. Hey now. And I will be happy to sit in there You know, and uh, yeah? see what we can do. See, that curse is a real thing. Yeah? Anyway,
1: <laughs> hope all is well. Love you, my family. Bye. Now. <laughs> Love you too, Tom Hardy. See ya. You sure you want to come up in here, Tom <laughs> Hardy?
0: <laughs> you want none of this, pal. I
1: say, maybe you were <laughs> adopted or something. You never know.
0: Right need on. A man. lot of penicillin.
1: Just saying. Maybe it's something in the air over here. Maybe it's uh maybe I'm I'm paying late night visits to people's <laughs> elderly mothers. <laughs> oh yuck. Alright, let me just take a quick look at the old junk folder here. To do. Looks like we're all good. Going back to okay looks like that's all we got jason harrell hi right. do you have anything for alan tom hardy cat cowboy freddie or team
0: just the same old love
1: oh so sweet
0: i'm a sweetie
1: speaking of family love you ain't getting any more of it tonight my friend <laughs> it's nothing but uh paint thinner and matches here comes hereditary
0: very fractured family
2: Come on, Peter. just your suit. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you're a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. Oh my God. What's that? She isn't gone. She had private rituals, private friends. Who's gonna take care of me? You don't think I'm gonna take care of you? But when you die. She wasn't altogether there. At the end. don't want to put any more stress on my
1: family that's right Jason Harrell it's hereditary yes it is 7.3 stars on IMDb written and directed by Ari Aster stars Tony Collette Miley Shapiro or Millie Shapiro and Gabriel Byrne it's got a solid R rating this son of a bitch yeah Periodically, I uh, start to feel sorry for myself, and I think about my childhood and my upbringing, and then I watch Hereditary, and I'm like, "Hey, great life ain't that bad, <laughs> ain't all that bad actually." Uh, this is this is what I this is what makes me a horror fan. Movies like this, dark, disturbing, miserable, miserable, bleak, uh, really makes you just feel. Not necessarily dirty, but just kind of a... Even, even without the horror elements, it's a bummer. Yeah, you know oh, I mean?
0: absolutely. From start to finish.
1: Absolutely. Um, a lot going on here. A lot to unpack. I've got some fan theories coming at your face. Uh, neither Ari Aster won't confirm or deny any of them. But either way, there, there's something to think about. Uh, we start off in, actually, Utah, of all places. I thought we were in like the Pacific Northwest. Just looking at like like the the cloudy and like the forest and the Mm -hmm. house and everything. Beautiful house here. I would love to live in this house.
0: Yeah, huge.
1: Uh, Huge. um, Very well-to-do family. We've got uh, two parents together, Annie and Steve, and we have two kids, Peter and Charlie. Uh, Peter is a teenage son. Charlie's a 13-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. What's up with her? I do not know. I don't know either. Uh, the actress they got to play her, Millie Shapiro. Mm-hmm. What's up with her? That's not normal. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to use the U word or the um, <laughs> fucking. I don't know. I don't know. But clearly.
0: So when they do these casting calls. <laughs> And it says, you know, looking for, right. uh, you know, middle-aged man, relatively good-looking, dark hair, sure. uh, somewhat athletic. What do you think her casting call said?
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. <laughs> Probably just weird.
0: <laughs> looking for weird. Uh, About 13 years old. Yeah.
1: Somewhat off-putting 13-year-old face, yeah. I think, is what we're looking for. And they found it, my friend. There's clearly something up with her. I don't know what it is. An odd-looking girl. It's got to be, like, some kind of a fucking, um, not a deformity, per se, but, like, some kind of condition there that makes her look like that. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know, but she is definitely, uh, she sticks out. Let's put it that way. Um, Everything is well-to-do, like, financially. We're going to pick up with this family just as Annie's mother has passed away and we're going to her funeral. Um off the bat, I can tell you that something ain't right between Annie and her mom. Like the way she delivers the eulogy mm-hmm. at the funeral, she's like, "Well, my mom didn't really like any of you people, and she probably wouldn't want you here looking at her." She was very secretive, very secretive, and, and she's kind of a weird bitch, suspicious, and she was a hard woman. <laughs> it's always it's always great when you describe somebody as hard. She's a hard woman. <laughs> Um, we can't say for sure because that chapter of the story is already come and gone, but I would say just judging by the, the aftermath thereof, Annie probably didn't have the best childhood, Mm -hmm. probably an overbearing mother. Um, but like in a weird distant kind of way, I can't say for sure. Uh, regardless, we lay mom to rest and we continue on with our daily life. Uh, Annie's not dealing with the loss of her mother that well. Uh, apparently she has a job as some kind of an artist making miniatures. How fucking dope would that be? Pretty dope. I would love to do that. Yeah. Uh, I have neither the patience nor the artistic ability, but I would love to like recreate horror movie scenes in Mm -hmm. miniatures somehow and... uh, Find some fucking niche market. I'll
0: give you ten bucks right now just to make me one.
1: I can't. (laughs) You're gonna want your money back by the time I show you what I got.
0: (laughs) Well, you're pretty good with Legos. Did
1: you make that out of marshmallows? (laughs) Yeah, Deacon, make it out of macaroni noodles, right? (laughs) But it looks it it would be totally cool. But she's just like recreating like traumatic experiences in her life, but in miniature, uh, almost like in dollhouse esque situations. Um, but with like stunning uh, accuracy and like crazy attention to detail, mm-hmm. um, she's doing well at it. She yeah. has like an art show lined up, I guess, or something like that.
0: Yeah, uses it for not only like uh, professionally, but as like a cathartic means to you know deal with her emotions, sure, and things yeah. like that.
1: Totally. And uh, as the story goes on, we're going to come to realize Annie's got some screws loose there jason
0: and a lot of suppressed feelings emotions life events
1: Uh, you can say that sure so that's that's where we're at um we pick up with them they're already it's they're not depressed i wouldn't say they're depressed at the onset of the movie annie is because she just lost her mom uh, she apparently mom was living with them at the time of her uh, demise, and now we have to go clean out mom's room. We find a bunch of weird shit, uh, triangle on the floorboards. All right, that's weird. That's that's something. Might that be is something. something. Um, photo albums. Annie doesn't really want to do the deep dive just yet. She's still distancing herself. It's fine. We're going to pick up with Peter at school and uh, Charlie at school also. Charlie has a weird penchant for, also kind of like her mom in a weird way, making dolls out of random shit that she finds. Yeah,
0: bottle caps. Yeah,
1: pill bottles. Pill bottles, springs. Uh, decapitated dead bird. Yeah. Uh, just weird shit. You know, shit. whatever works. Yeah. Uh, she, I would say, I don't know anything about anything, but I would say Charlie is probably autistic. Right. Or just just like the the hoodie, the baggy hoodie. Yeah. Uh, the lack of personal hygiene. She's 13. Uh, you know, most girls at that age are like starting to like care about their appearance. Charlie actually appears to care less about her appearance. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she keeps traipsing out into the woods, barefooted, spending the night in a tree house. And this climate is, it's got to be sub-zero out there. Um But this is where things are going to start to get weird. Because we start to lay down a little bit of a layer of possible paranormal activity here. Charlie goes walking out in the woods by herself one day and happens upon what looks like a ritual in progress, I guess. Like weird chicks out in the woods wearing white. Uh, As soon as she turns around, though, they're all gone. So... Could be in her head. Could be some kind of a ghosty situation. In the meantime, Annie's upstairs going through mom's stuff, and she's visited periodically by the apparition of mom. But again, could be in her head. Could be her own grief playing with her. And it's very faint. Or it could be a haunted situation. Mm -hmm. We don't know yet, Jason. We don't know what we're getting into here.
0: No, But I bet we find out. We're going
1: to find out pretty soon. Uh, From there, we're going to pick up with Peter. He's the awkward teenage kid. We were all awkward teenage kids at one point. Boys, probably a little more so than, than girls, but uh, he's that guy. uh, You know, there's, I, I think the most telling scene relating to his circumstance is where he's sitting in class Zeroed in on the, on the behind of the girl in front of him. <laughs> completely oblivious <laughs> to whatever the hell else is going on. Yeah. And uh, there's that. Uh, but, I mean, awkward teenageness, mom's grief, uh, weird 13-year-old standing At this point, we are somewhat of a normal family. Now, Jason, is where things get weird. We're going to find out that Charlie has a severe peanut allergy. Uh, it happens. It's uh, It seems to be happening a lot with kids these days. And uh, Peter gets tapped to go to one of his friend's parties uh, the following weekend. And for some reason, Annie forces him to take Charlie with him.
0: Yeah, not awkward at all.
1: No. Why would you do that? Don't do that. It's a high school party. She's 13 years old. And she's Charlie. She's not... You know, she's not a social creature by any stretch of the imagination. No social butterfly. Maybe we're trying to force her into some kind of a social situation. Uh, Peter's not interested, but he knows he can't go unless he takes her. Charlie's not interested, but she's kind of been strong-armed into this by her mom, so now that's what we're doing. Uh, Big party. Everybody's having a great time. Peter has weed, and the chick with the ass is there, so he's going to try and get on top of her. In order to do that, he's got to kind of – Shove off Charlie somewhere, so she goes and helps herself to some chocolate cake in the kitchen. Wouldn't you know that shit is packed with walnuts.
0: Son of a bitch. Have
1: you ever had an allergic reaction to anything, like a severe one?
0: No. Uh,
1: Periodically, when I go on long-distance runs...
0: Oh, I've heard you talk about this. I'll
1: be fine. Like, as soon as... It won't hit me until, like, an hour after I've stopped running. Yeah. All of a sudden, just like Charlie, my eyes swell shut. I can't breathe. I turn Bright red for some goddamn reason. It's a whole fucking thing. If I I can usually I can kind of feel it when it's coming on. Mm -hmm. And if I get enough uh, Benadryl and Allerclear in me, I can kinda taper it off a little bit. But sometimes they'll just hit me out of nowhere. It's weird. My head will just swell up like a tomato and I can't breathe.
0: I'm pretty allergic to running, so it probably happened to me too. Yeah,
1: you don't want to do it, man. Yeah. You don't want that. It's kind of scary, and I look like the Toxic Avenger for <laughs> a couple hours. It's nasty.
0: That's very uh, bizarre,
1: though. It is, and it's it's not every time, and uh, it's weird, man. So I've even, like uh, back when I used to go to the gym, mm-hmm. I would run on the treadmill. Happened once or twice there. Weird. Disgusting. Really gross. Anyway, Charlie's having an allergic reaction. Jay and just like me her head's swelling up you can't really tell the way she <laughs> oh, Uh she's like choking she tracks Peter down he's getting high with his friends she's like I can't breathe it feels weird he's like oh shit we gotta go so he grabs Charlie throws her in the car and they go hauling ass to the hospital Charlie is having a severe reaction she's like clawing at her throat and thrashing around in the back seat uh, she gets the window down and sticks her head out the window and this is a real kick in the nuts if you haven't seen this movie before, mm-hmm. or even if you ha- if you've never heard anything about this movie. This this part right here is just a sock to the fucking taint because she sticks her head out the window. He's pushing eighty miles an hour, thinking he's you know in an emergency situation, trying to get her to the hospital. There's a fucking telephone pole, and her head just goes clean off it.
0: Yeah, he swerves. There's a dead dead deer, so he swerves just to the right, just close enough to that pole to clip that head right off. And it's just very quick, very subtle.
1: Boom. Now, something you may or may not have noticed. When they're driving to the party, he drives past that particular telephone pole, Mm -hmm. and the camera just kind of stays on it for a second. Something you don't pick up on the first time you see it, but watching it the second or third time, you're like, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. Now, most of you have probably seen this movie. Uh, this is probably the beginning of one of my favorite memes of all time, which was from back in the COVID era. Well, we're still in the COVID era, but uh, my summer plans picture of Charlie mm-hmm. COVID yeah. picture of the telephone pole. <laughs> yeah, me-
0: memes of that of that Woo! girl and that pole. Uh, it's one of Sarah's favorite things. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's not going away anytime soon. Um, you suppose that hurt her career more than anything because now she's just. Typecast as a decapitated head really. right. <laughs> uh, well, anyway.
0: Well again, how many casting calls are going out there for that girl? I mean, I heard they're gonna remake don't
1: they're gonna remake Mac and me at some point. Oh boy. Perfect. <laughs> there you have it. I'm going to hell for that one. <clears throat> anyway, Peter stops, he realized what happened. He just kinda sits there for a second. And then in probably a post traumatic shock, he just Drives home and goes upstairs and gets in bed. Next morning, mom goes downstairs, sees a daughter, minus one head in the back seat, freaks right out. And oddly enough, we're not really going to... um, I guess we're just going to fast forward like five, six months into the future uh, from this point because... No criminal charges. Uh, well, at least no talk of criminal charges. Yeah. No uh, police questioning.
0: Yeah, they did cut back to her head there that, by the pole.
1: That was a motherfucker. I that, was not expecting them to go there. Yeah. I mean, we got a pretty good idea that her head probably popped like a fucking cantaloupe. Yeah,
0: that thing was gnarly, covered looking. in ants. Yeah. Uh,
1: you could tell it was her because, like, she still had that look look about her. But god damn, all right. I guess we're going to show that then. We're we gonna, are. That's what we're going to do? All right, fine. <laughs> um, now, uh, this somewhat awkward but still kind of happy family is now completely shattered. Um, Steve, the dad, is a passive participant in, everything. In, in anything at all. He's more of a placeholder at this point. But at the same time, I get it because, you know, you're dating the crazy chick, or in this case you're married to the crazy chick. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to ride the crazy wave, you know. Uh, I've dated strippers. They do crazy shit. Oh, you want me to take you out to dinner? Uh, You've drawn a Viking rune on your forehead and you (laughs) – I'm not – sometimes you got to reel them in. I'm not going out to dinner with you looking like that. Why? Does it intimidate you? No, you just look ridiculous. (laughs) It's because it's a powerful rune. Okay, whatever. I'm going home. Uh, But anyway, that's kind of – he's – he feels the pain, and we we kind of hammer that scene home by him going to, driving off, and he stops at a red light, and he just breaks down and starts crying. Obviously, he loved his daughter, and he misses her and all that, but at the same time, dude, the fucking wackiness that's going on with Annie at this point is, is ramping up. Now, the good news, though, is that Annie has found a support group, and uh, she was using it originally to deal with the loss of her mother, but now she can just add an extra scoop onto that grief Sunday. Yeah. And really pile this, it in.
0: This support group was not prepared for her introduction. No.
1: And the way she just nonchalantly, well, my brother committed suicide and mom always blamed me. And <laughs> oh, cause she was just such a fucking bitch anyway. But now my daughter's kind of weird. And oh, my daughter just died too. So that's another thing. And everybody's like slowly backing away. <laughs> all right. You just let it all out there. Sweet tits. <laughs> um, so that's, that's kind of a thing, and this is where things are going to get kind of weirder, because Annie rolls out to the support group one night. Uh, she sits in the parking lot for a few minutes and then decides tonight's not the night, so she starts backing out of the parking lot, and an older lady like flags her down. Now, if you watch the earlier scene closely, where she's giving this long-winded monologue, introducing uh, herself to the group, Joan is not in that scene, and that to my knowledge, is the only time Annie ever went to that group. Could be wrong. There could be some other stuff there that I missed. But Joan, who is this heavyset uh, older lady, flags her down. And she's like, oh, are you coming inside? And Annie's like, uh, yeah, uh, just forgot something. I uh, got to go. She's like, oh, I remembered you. I remembered you from you and your mom. And uh, I'm here, too, for grief. And Joan is very theatrical and grandiose and... At first, she kind of comes on like a caring mother figure. Mm-hmm. But there's something very interesting about the scenes with Joan and Annie. If you watch it, uh, Joan cannot keep her hands off of Annie. Did you notice that?
0: Yeah, she's very touchy. Very
1: touchy and just grabby and mm-hmm. constantly pulling Annie and touching her hair and her face. And Annie's awkward enough as it is, so you're like, oh, it's kind of weird. But Annie's kind of like backpedaling and like, I'm get some space here uh joan gives annie her phone number and annie drives away finally and that's that um things are getting heated around the house there's a lot of tension between peter and annie uh clearly peter blames himself but ah, this this family dynamic is such a fucking it's a nightmare is what it is yeah Uh,
0: peter or who's the dad again steve yeah he's you know, and he's got to suppress everything because you've got a, this broken, shattered son. totally Dead daughter. Yeah. And fucking Crazy Train Express is for a wife. Yeah. So you know you have to play it straight.
1: Totally. But more to the point, Crazy Train Express wife is now ramping it up. Yeah. You know, and I get it. She's kind of in this post-traumatic uh, grief situation. So who's to say that I, I would probably ramp? I would be a fucking mess if I lost one of my kids. Sure. But um, I like to think that I could at least keep one foot in reality and not go completely off into the weird, dark world of whatever the fuck. But anyway, um, there's a lot of tension there. So as I'm kind of trying to wrap my head around this, and as it's explained in this big blow-up dinner screaming match, Peter at least to anybody's perception, is not taking responsibility for the death of Charlie. At least not coming out and saying it. We all have to accept that he blames himself and that he feels terrible, but he just won't come out and say it. So that is making Annie resentful because she feels that he's not taking responsibility for anything, and thus she can't forgive him because he won't take responsibility for it. So... That basic – therein basically lies this whole tension uh, mounting situation. Big blow-up at dinner one night. They all start yelling at each other. It was great.
0: Yeah, and he turns it right back to her. Like, yeah. well, if you wouldn't have pushed her – shoved her down my throat, yeah. I wouldn't have taken her. She wouldn't have died.
1: Exactly. She didn't want so to go. Who, who
0: to really her. is the guilty one here?
1: Realistically, nobody. But, I mean, I, I would assume that in that kind of a situation – Regardless of whether you want to or not, there's going to be some like subconscious finger pointing. Well, if I hadn't done this, if she hadn't done that, Mm -hmm. if that blah 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 blah. As I imagine, there's no way around it, and I hope I never find out for sure. But uh, that that's kind of like the culmination of things. Now we're going to get even weirder because Peter is going back to school. He starts getting like these weird allergic reaction attacks. But right before he gets one every time, there's like a weird light orb thing that shows up and kind of like flashes around a little bit. It could be brain damage. It could be a brain tumor. It could be something that he's seeing. Clearly nobody else in his class is seeing these things. But uh, he's really starting to like fuck himself up. He's, he's getting high with his friends under, the, under some bleachers. Uh, all of a sudden his throat starts closing. like yeah. He's having an allergic reaction. Um, another time, he goes into this weird muscle spasm thing and starts slamming his face into the desk. Weird shit, dude. Weird shit all the way around. Now we're going to cut back to Annie. She finally grows a pear and starts uh, digging around her mom's stuff. We find a weird photo album. Um, you got a lot of weird... I wouldn't have said this was a cult movie... Up until the last ten minutes, mm-hmm. watching it a second go around or a third or fourth or whatever, a lot of nods, you a lot start, of tails. You start to see how the cult kind of shit is is building up here. Uh, a lot of weird books on spiritualism, a photo album of Annie's mom like doing some weird religious rites. I guess mm-hmm. like wearing dresses and dancing. Joni in a lot of those pictures. Joni said before that she had never met Annie's mom, so never made any mention of it at all. That's suspicious. Um, pretty crazy stuff. This weird sim- this weird necklace that Annie's mom is wearing in every picture uh, shows up, and it's got like a weird symbol on it. Interesting. doesn't have to be anything, but it is interesting.
0: Same uh, symbol as the phone pole.
1: Was there a symbol on the phone pole?
0: Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about 15 minutes ago.
1: No, I didn't when, see
0: it. When you said... Oh, okay. I didn't
1: notice that, so, Jason Merrill. So, so
0: you said there's something here that you wouldn't have noticed until you probably watched it a second time. I assumed you were talking about the symbol on the phone pole. I
1: didn't see a symbol on the phone.
0: It's that no goofy-looking, M-looking yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't see it it's on there. It's
0: on that very pole. No
1: shit. Yes. Look at you. <laughs> Goddamn, I'm learning something here, folks. No, I, re- I remember because the camera stops on the phone pole. They
0: show it going to the party
1: right Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh I know I know where that's going but I didn't notice the symbol on there I'm gonna have to look again all right that's kind of creepy man that's like a whole so now that now I'm gonna have more questions at the end of the movie because I don't see how everything plays fits together just yet but anyway we'll get back to that uh, so that's kind of weird. And now Joni is like accosting Steve or not Joni, uh, Annie is accosting Steve and she's like, look at this mom knew this lady and this, she never said anything about it. And the symbol, what's this necklace she's wearing all over the place. And Steve is like, Oh God, lady, can you just, I, I got to deal with this myself. I don't need you up my ass with your conspiracy theories right now. And rightfully so, um, chart or not char- uh, Peter is getting like more and more distant from the family um like b- grades are falling apart uh now he's getting like these weird visions and shit like that
0: it's also hearing the sound that charlie that used to make clucking that
1: clucking sound yeah but so is annie mm-hmm. so we could still be in haunted territory here and i guess to a weird degree we kind of are i don't know uh it's pretty gnarly um Annie is going – apparently she had some art show that she had scheduled, and she's fallen way behind. So she's like, all right, got to get caught up on my miniature painting thing. Goes to the art store, comes out, and, gets, and runs into Joni. And Joni's like, oh, my God, Annie, it's so good to see you again with the touching. So and, touchy. And they – oh, no. And she's like, I have to tell you – Drags her back to her car and like, you know, in the secretive kind of clandestine way. I talked to a medium and she got me in touch with my grandson. It's the best. You got to come check it out.
0: It's the bee's knees.
1: I tell you, it's so great. It's a hoot. You're going to love it. Woo. Uh, Annie is like, God, you crazy lady. Get away. But eventually she breaks and goes to Joni's house and they have like a uh, seance kind of a situation. And we get to see... This chalkboard, like, self-animate and write a I love you grandma message on the chalkboard, which freaks Annie right out. She's like, ha, I got to go. I'm out of here. But before she leaves, Joni gives her a candle and, like, a pamphlet with some magic words she's got to say. And she's like, well, do that, and then you can contact Charlie, and you're going to love it. So now we go back to the house. And then she also
0: says uh, specifically, and, and when you do it, you have to make sure that your entire family entire family's is in, in the house. The house. Yes.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure what the point of that was, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, now we get back to uh, the house. We get some really ugly and disturbing dream sequences and some flashbacks, I guess, I suppose. So apparently Annie at one point had a real problem with sleepwalking jason harrell now sleepwalking i understand my uh
0: sleep pyromania
1: (laughs) that's a whole other thing so uh once upon a time my wife's brother used to live here with us raging alcoholic periodically he would get up and go pee in a random room in the house sure uh that is what i would call sleepwalking
0: didn't know my brother lived here but go ahead (laughs) your brother too huh
1: (laughs) uh that's a, that's a whole thing. But he, I knew when it was going to happen because he would be fucking shit-faced. Yep. And uh, he'd start acting, okay, Casey's at it again. What are you going to do this time, Casey? Uh, but uh, this is a whole other shit because apparently Annie, at one point, sleepwalking, got up, doused both the kids in uh, paint thinner and herself, and woke herself up as she was lighting a match. Oh, Whoa, that's not sleepwalking. That's like a murder plot, Jason Harrell. That's what that is. Um, That's pretty freaky, but we get like a weird flashback to where Annie goes in and first she sees Peter laying asleep, but there's ants all over him. And then she like wakes up and then she goes in and sees Peter again. And this time Peter wakes up. And she just blurts out, I never wanted to have you. I don't like you as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a terrible kid. I didn't want to have a kid. But And he's like, why did you have me? Why did you have me? And he starts crying. And Annie's like crying too. I'm sorry, but I love you now, I think. And then all of a sudden, Peter is drenched and soaking wet. And then Annie's soaking wet. And then like she just lights a match and whoosh. And then she wakes up again. She's like, oh, fuck. Okay. So I hate that when they do that wake up from this nightmare and then okay look to your left and the monster's laying right okay now you wake up again right it's it's kind of hacky but it whatever. is
0: uh i am far less mad at this iteration of it than there, most though there are worse
1: far worse iterations of it but uh eventually she finally does wake up and this time she goes down and tries to have her little self seance thing and uh, she, uh, I don't know what she did, but apparently it worked. So she runs upstairs, wakes Steve up, wakes uh, Peter up, and drags them both downstairs. And she's like, dudes, you got to check this out. I am going to contact Annie because I am actually a medium. Oh. I'm having flashbacks of some of the crazy broads that I dated over the years. Because they would come up with some very similar shit. I am in contact with spirits. Okay, there. Uh, Zoltan Whatever you want me to call you this week Uh, So she drags them both downstairs She's like we're going to do this We're going to talk to Charlie It's going to be so awesome Uh, She says the magic words Lights the candle Makes them all Steve is like dude I'm trying to heal here And I'm also trying to get up A couple hours and go to work And I would just appreciate it If you would fuck off But Peter's like Laura well alright We're already up Let's give it a shot (laughs) (laughs)
0: So <laughs> why not
1: so eventually they kind of they kind of smooth it over a little bit um i don't know what the plan was here but they all had to touch a glass and uh and like okay uh charlie if you're here just move the glass okay and then the glass shoots across the room and they're like yeah, oh that fuck
0: gl- that glass wasn't fucking around yeah
1: and then um, i think like a uh, cabinet door broke behind them and they're like oh shit what's going on and then the the fucking flame on the uh, candle shot up. So, okay, now we're actually a little weirded out here because something may in fact be happening. Um, While that's going on, so one of Charlie's artistic whatevers was that she would draw these very adolescent pictures in a book. And uh, apparently this, this book has just been drawing in itself ever since Charlie died. So Annie thinks that in order to sufficiently conjure Charlie. She's got to throw the book in the fire. So she does that and she catches on fire as soon as the book, the book goes up. Okay. That's interesting. So she puts the book out and herself and she's like, okay, that was weird.
0: I took it as she was calling it quits. Like she was trying to separate from, it could be. Okay, I'm going into cuckoo territory here. I don't know. Let me just cut the tie, I throw, would, throw this in the fire. I
1: would like to think so. But
0: I, who even knows with this chick?
1: You know, that would probably be the healthiest yeah. decision that she makes. Sure. Uh, didn't work, though. Didn't work because somehow she caught on fire in the process. Cut to the next day. Peter's at school, and he gets this weird vision slash premonition of Joni, who he's never met, standing across the street yelling at him to get out, mm-hmm. and she's banishing him and just clear on out of here. Oh, Weird, in the middle of uh, the school campus. While that's going on back at the house, Annie is snooping around, and she wants to continue going through her mom's stuff. She goes upstairs and finds the headless body of her mom in the attic, complete with flies buzzing around and that weird fucking M symbol on the wall right above it. Alright, now something that happened earlier in the movie that Steve didn't tell her about was that the mom's grave had been desecrated. And Steve didn't tell her about it because she's wacky enough and Mm -hmm. we don't need to open the doors on the crazy train any further than they already are. So uh, Steve comes home and she's like, oh my god, there's a dead body in the attic with no head and there's flies everywhere. And Steve's like, "All right, you crazy lady. You want me to go look in the attic? I'll go look in the fucking attic. He goes up there, sure as shit, there's actually a dead body up there with no head. (laughs) So he comes down, he's like, seriously, Annie? You You dug dug up up your mom mom. and you put her in the attic. (laughs) I mean,
0: it is the most obvious thing.
1: That's what I think anybody would think, any rational person would think. She's like, no, I didn't do that. That's gross. Why would I do that? Uh, He's like, you know what? I'm calling the cops. And she spazzes right out. She's like, no, I can end this. I'm the only one that can end this. Um, I know exactly how to end this. I just need you to take this book, uh, Charlie's picture book, and throw it in the fire and destroy it. After that, you can call the cops, do whatever you need to do. But I need you to do that for me. If I do it, I get put on fire. So you do that. And at this point, Steve is like on his last leg. He's like, fine. Takes the book, throws it in the fire. Motherfucker, he just bursts into flames total immolation um in the meantime uh peter well actually this happens before that peter has a righteous spaz attack right after the premonition at school uh goes into like a weird gets that fucking anaphylactic shock uh you know that – I mean you don't know that look, but that's that's basically what I look like when I have one of my <laughs> asthma attacks. Weird swelling in the face, only usually only around the eyes, and then I go like a thing, and then I can't breathe. I don't start beating my face against the table yet. I Try next time. I haven't had that experience yet, but that's what he does, breaks his own nose. Uh, Steve goes and picks him up, takes him upstairs. He's probably pumped full of Benadryl at that point, so he's just completely crashed out. Then uh, Steve goes downstairs and that's where the dead body talk happens and then the he bursts into flames and dies. Now, cut to that night when Peter finally wakes up from his uh, Aller clear coma. Uh, house is dark, smells like burning flesh, I'm sure. Gets cured, well, not that he could smell anything. Gets, goes downstairs, finds the dead body of his dad. He's like, oh my god, this is where we go right to horror town there, Jason. Because watching the background of th- this... This whole sequence, Annie pops up in weird places mm-hmm. on the ceiling, um, crouched in a corner.
0: Yeah, very Exorcist 3. Totally. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, eventually, he just kind of pauses over the dead body of his dad. Annie, at one point, as the camera is looking at him, is like hovering on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then he, the camera pans away. And when it comes back, she's gone. And then she just bursts out of the, sh- the shadows of the corner. And starts chasing Peter at full speed. Yeah. And he is hauling ass full, trying to get away full
0: from Full fucking rage attack.
1: He makes it up into the attic and pulls the uh, ladder stairs up behind him. She jumps on the, sti- the ceiling and starts beating her head against the door. He's like, Mommy, Mommy, stop it, stop it. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, finds, or no, the dead body is gone at that point. But uh, eventually the beating stops. Uh, he goes to open the attic staircase thing and she goes running up there. Uh, he jumps out of the window and lands in a flower bed. Now, if you watch this scene closely, this is kind of weird. You'll see like a shadow move over Peter and then off camera out into somewhere else. And then you'll see that weird light manifestation yeah. move into him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He then wakes up, uh, Just kind of staggers around for a second, sees some weird lights up in the treehouse, goes up there, and we have this. Now we're in full-on cult town, baby, because there's a bunch of naked people uh, hanging around the attic or hanging around the uh, yard.
0: Now, back in the attic, before he jumps out of the window, his mom is up there with him Yeah, and gives herself Oh, I
1: forgot that. Yeah, that part was gnarly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's like hovering above... Is she hovering or is she? hanging? Yeah, she's
0: like I think she's floating. floating yeah, uh, in the attic. So she's it now went through the door apparently somehow. Uh, so she's manifested inside the attic, um, and then she Stop. has like one of those little Manual wire chainsaws. saws. Yeah. yeah,
1: and just taking her own head off. Mm-hmm. Nasty, staring at him the whole time. Bloods flying everywhere. Uh, he jumps. I, I guess I wakes up, goes up to the treehouse, and there's like a full cult. Welcoming committee, I guess, for lack of a better term.
0: A lot of out-of-shape butts. Oh,
1: yeah. nobody, uh, Nobody's running any 5Ks in this group. Um, they're like in a kneeling kind of prostrate position. Uh, he gets up there. We find out that uh, Joni is like the head priest. And she has summoned Payman, King mm-hmm. Payman, one of the eight kings of hell. And But, see, this is the part I don't fully understand because – Peter goes up there and she starts addressing him as Charlie. Yes. And then she's like, Charlie, you're now King Payment, mm-hmm. one of the eight kings of hell. Mm-hmm. Hail Payment. And they've got the uh, one of they've got like a mannequin built, uh, and they've got, I guess, the grandma's severed head on the mannequin with a crown on it, and then they take the crown off and they put it on Peter, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much the end of your movie. <laughs>
0: Woo. Yeah, so the one part I guess it confuses me. Okay, so Charlie has been so they basically have uh gotten Peter to vacate his own body. Charlie is now inhabiting Peter's body. Joan says, We've put you into this male body. Right. Um and now earlier, far earlier in the movie, Charlie had said to her mom that grandma grandma wanted me to be a boy. Right. So I guess maybe it was the second-born male in that case. Okay, like what? What? I mean, because what? Uh, what would be the purpose? Like, why would the grandmother want Charlie to be a boy unless they needed a boy for or a male for the ceremony?
1: Then, if that's the case, and why do they need Charlie at all? You know what I'm saying? Unless it it has
0: to be like the second-born, and the only okay. only way they could pull that off is like taking the second-born putting it into a male form
1: sure like that's
0: now we're getting into transgenderism oh, i don't boy.
1: don't you misgender somebody
0: I, I like i either either you needed a female or you needed a male so i like that's the part that confuses me i right. i because you're you're still taking the essence of a, a girl right.
1: and putting but it you a...
0: put it inside of peter's body
1: yeah so why even so that's a, again the
0: that's it, like all joking aside like this is the part that confuses. No, me. Oh, it confuses me too. So, I don't know. I don't this know is this is where I'm lost. But I still end up enjoying the whole movie.
1: Me too. I loved it. Um, it's it's what I want from a horror movie: dark, disturbing, uh, you know, thought provoking. But I wouldn't call it elevated horror, even though I don't get it. <laughs> um, you know that some of the imagery is going to stay with me, like the the severed head on the side of the road with all the ants on it. Um, things like that. Um, some fan theories. Mm-hmm. So everybody wants Ari Aster to have like a cohesive universe, and they're tr- they're trying desperately to tie this to Midsummer. So here's some of the fan theories. Oh boy! As Annie is leaving uh, the art store, you see a younger couple walking in. All you see is the back of their heads, but the backs of their heads do match the two main characters from Midsummer. That's something. Also, apparently, somewhere in the Midsummer um, ritual or whatever, the house that they light on fire with all the dead guys in it, yeah. you can find a pa- king payment symbol okay. in there. So, theoretically, they are the village or whatever it is from midsummer are payment worshippers. sure possibly
0: maybe ariaster don't only knows one you know demigod maybe I'm not, I'm not sure i don't know
1: uh like i said he's neither confirmed nor denied it so there is that i don't really care one way or the other oh i don't care either uh i like this a lot more than midsummer I'll tell you that I, f- I felt like midsummer was just a remake of the wicker man
0: uh i felt 100 percent that way um except the wicker man's far better to me, the original Wicker Man is better than Midsummer.
1: Uh, I would say that Midsummer is more visceral. I don't know. In, in parts, I mean, Wicker Man's a lot of singing and dancing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there's, there's a that, whole
0: lot of that in Midsummer. That, no,
1: you're right, but I mean, a guy gets I, I, stuffed in a dead bear. That's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> I, I I guess it's honestly it's just the ending of Wicker Man that is the gut punch for me. Sure. Uh, Midsummer doesn't have that. No to me.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, great show. If you haven't seen hereditary, you're going to want to check that out. Um, a lot of people think this is just one big allegory for mental illness. It's definitely a subtext for sure. Uh, grief, bipolarism, uh, possible, some multiple personality disorder, maybe some, uh, what do you call autism in there?
0: I see it as a very on the nose cult movie.
1: I, the first time I saw it, I would not recognize it as a cult movie until the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Watching it the second time, you're you're right. It is a cult movie. Yeah, from start from from the jump, really. Uh,
0: psychotic or not, uh, it's a cult movie. Yeah, like I don't think there's any allegory there. Uh, she's fucking nuts, but rightly so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: I, I mean, with all that's happened in that whole family's life,
1: absolutely. Well, I wonder what her childhood was like.
0: Oh boy, I'm sure it was oh, a nightmare. Well, uh, even going back to like some of the miniatures that she did. Did mm. you see the one where she was in bed with like baby Charlie, yeah. and the grandmother was there, but with her tit hanging out to catch to breastfeed.
1: Part. Whoa! I didn't uh, catch that part to
0: best breastfeed her granddaughter. Okay, uh, and. Those miniatures are representational of life events. Yeah. So, and you had even said uh, earlier that while, um, who's our main lady? Annie. There we go. While Annie is in the support group, she was talking about how basically her mother took the child from her and basically kept her as her own almost and fed her and like all but held her captive, you know, really just you know, suffocated the granddaughter. Totally. So she was definitely doing some wacky shit with the baby.
1: So that brings up another interesting point, not to beat this to death or anything, but Annie mentions that she at one point had a brother who committed suicide. So I wonder if that was a failed attempt to bring payment in.
0: So he hung himself or hanged himself. Um, So yeah maybe it's just all part of this continuation of uh, you know of the the summoning yeah or the sacrifices
1: a lot to unpack here we need like a- damn it are we gonna have to look no. up
0: a hereditary explained no, video
1: no no we're not doing it <laughs> all right inmates let's take us a little break we'll come back with some other stuff try not to hang yourselves
2: heaven sees. Everybody's looking for some.
0: If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com
1: and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, Jason Harrell. All right. That was Hereditary and that closes out uh, Cult Month here in the Padded Room. Give me a power ranking, if you will, of the uh, the cult movies that we watched. Oh,
0: boy. You act like my old man, Recollection, can remember what the fuck I just watched. So we did
1: Hereditary. We Let's did see. Rosemary's Baby. We did um, The Invitation mm-hmm. and The Sacrament.
0: So I'm going to go Hereditary, The Invitation, The Sacrament. No, 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 no. Hereditary. What the fuck invitation. Did I just say? Invitation. Rosemary's Baby, The Sacrament.
1: I would do the same, except I would flip The Sacrament and Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, I just can't do it, man. I can't. I, I do not understand the appeal of it.
0: The Sacrament serves no purpose. I mean, it's offensive again. I
1: wouldn't say it's offensive. <laughs> it's
0: offensive that it's. It. What's the point?
1: It's. It's got a serious lack of originality or you know there's it, no originality no it's just a retelling of Jonestown on a smaller scale yeah stand. that
0: exists on countless documentaries oh
1: totally and I mean like down to the speech and the uh, the look of father mm-hmm. as compared to Jim Jones yeah. it's a whole thing it is um, I like cult movies they're not my favorite subgenre of, of horror but they definitely um, I find them disturbing because these things happen man people get pulled into these Nexium cults These um, Jonestown situations, Waco for Christ's sakes, you know, and I don't understand how anybody could do that, but I don't think anybody does until they're already waist deep in it.
0: I guess I, and maybe that's the appeal. I've never, I've never understood that turning point where, where to me it, I, I can't understand how a person doesn't say, wait a minute, this is a little fucking weird. Yeah. I think I'll leave. Yeah. way too many of these cults are just like all in
1: totally you know
0: uh and but i also weigh that against my own like beliefs Mm -hmm. um because i mean who's to say like my belief system christianity like i'm who's to say i'm not the wacky one versus you know the Jonestown people are very true uh you know we've got our beliefs they've got their beliefs uh and that's why you know short of scientology and lord Zenu. Uh, i don't really make fun of too many religions because <laughs> i because i know that to someone who's not in that same religion it can seem very goofy
1: i think the dividing line is probably the family the one like concurrent subtext of most of these cults is that they try to bring in your whole family and then they try to split you up and that i think is like uh some kind of a breaking point to where they can fully reel you in using your own family against you. That's what uh, Scientology does. You know, They decide who's going to be your family, and they separate you, and then you're just trying to get back to them, and you'll do whatever they say just to get back to your family. I don't know, man. I don't, I, I don't know anything about it. It's wildly depressing to me all the way around and uh, definitely ripe for horror movies. Yep. Speaking of cults, man. We should start our own cult. It would be a very laissez-faire cult, though. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: The church of me. Yeah. What
1: are you going to do? Oh, you want to watch the movie? All right.
0: Thou shalt sitteth upon thy couch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would be ridiculous. All right, let's get into the Terra Dome, Mr. Harold. No
2: tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. <laughs> I'll kill you all. <laughs> I'll try crazy. I'll kill you all. I will a dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale emotional face.
1: The blackest eyes The devil's eyes
2: Welcome to the Terradome.
1: We're going to start things off with last week's winners, Jason. Team's competition, we had the Hattiger Brothers versus the Silent Hill Nurses. Instinct told the brothers that they had walked into a trap. They weren't wrong. As darkness fell, they found themselves surrounded by strange women moving in a contorted fashion. Then blades and weapons were produced and the brothers fell. With a vote of 8-6, to six, a close one. The nurses prevail over the Hattiger brothers. I like that. Good win. I like the nurses. Uh, You never know how many of them there are. And I never really got too deep into the Silent Hill games. But I imagine they'd be a nasty customer to deal with in in a gaming level. And just kind of freaky to deal with. But the cosplay that chicks get into when they want to do the nurses... Ooh, the little push-up things with the the, the (laughs) shirts. Way to squeeze your own tits. (laughs) I tell you what, Simmer down over there. Hey, now. God damn, do I love a sexy, somewhat disfigured nurse. (laughs) Let's take a look at this week's matchup, Jason. As usual, bear with me, inmates. I do not write things very well. The night was dark despite the full moon. The cabin was secluded and isolated just as the pack had requested. Nothing but forest for miles in every direction. By outward appearances, they appeared to be just another group of middle-aged acquaintances out for a weekend getaway. But in truth, they were shapeshifters. Werewolves out for their annual wilding in the Pacific Northwest. A quarter mile away on a forgotten logging road, a black SUV creeps to a halt as the midnight fog rolls in. The occupants don body armor, ballistic masks, and load firearms. The occupants of the Airbnb were about to have some uninvited guests. The local BTK posse was about to get an unexpected surprise as well. Team's competition, we have werewolves versus home invaders, Jason. How say you?
0: Got to go werewolves.
1: Me too. I, I, I don't like home invaders, but um, they can be nasty customers. Um, I would take them over a... Uh, Maybe uh, the midwives. They could maybe take the midwives. Yeah, they could. Uh, Maybe, no, not critters. (laughs) Tomatoes?
0: (laughs) (laughs) no. No, no. Apparently nobody
1: can beat tomatoes at anything ever, for fuck's sake. That's your uh, TerraDome matchup for the weekend, mates. It's werewolves versus the home invaders. Get us your votes by next week if you can. The mental health hotline is area code 775-387-0275 or get us on the email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. But now, while you're contemplating that bloody brawl in the woods, we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called "What are you looking at Tough guy yeah, see? yeah. was that was that Minnie from rosemary 's baby in the in the, in the room <laughs> Oh, you better get her out of here. What are you looking at? How about Hard Rock Zombies from 1985, Jason Harrell?
0: What say you?
1: Oh my God! What do you What do you want in a horror movie? You want uh, some zombies? You got them. You want Adolf Hitler? He's in there. You <laughs> nice. want a old lady werewolf with twin switchblades? She's going to show up. We've got some interpretive dance going on. Ooh. It's I tell you, it's like a weird hot. 80s teased hair kind of interpretive dance, I'm sold. With a lot of kicking. Do a lot of kicks back then.
0: And I see here you picked up the Vinegar Syndrome release with one of the sexiest slipcovers I've ever seen on a movie. (laughs) Look at that. Far better than the movie, I imagine. (laughs) Um,
1: I actually remember this movie fondly, and I got to tell you, it did not disappoint me. That's good. Uh, That particular version has a bunch of, like, re... Like, there were. Apparently there were several versions. This whole thing is explained in the in the Vinegar Syndrome, like the opening of the the movie. Uh, a lot of bonus like scenes were cut out, but then they found them and put them back in. So there's like a lot of weird like jumping between a pretty good transfer to a really shit transfer, sure. and then back to a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, I remembered this movie as a kid and <laughs> I loved it, and I still love it. It's it's bananas. It's ridiculous, but I, I loved it anyway, and I still do, Jason. Uh, the bonus side of that is another movie called Slaughterhouse Rock from 1985. This movie isn't very good. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: It's a bold uh, statement.
1: It's not very good. Um, remember last week when I said I'll throw any movie a couple bonus points if it takes place in any kind of an abandoned uh, facility or structure this one takes place on alcatraz island and was filmed in large part on alcatraz island doesn't make a lick of sense any of it the why we went to alcatraz i have no idea this weird elvira chick shows up in the middle and she's like somebody's spirit guardian
0: so maybe that's why they call it rock
1: it could oh that might make sense slaughterhouse say i just assu-
0: i assume since it's on you know, it's bundled with hard rock zombies that it was another rock-based kind of 80s it's horror movie. A, it's 80s. And so the, I guess it would make more sense that it's on
1: the rock. The, sure. I'll, I'll buy that. That's more sense than I can make out of it. <laughs> um, I don't remember seeing that one as a kid, and uh, it's I, I, I don't need that in my life. All right. Uh, also watch Black Sunday in my attempt to get caught up with Joe Bob's uh, season four. I don't, I have like a love hate relationship with Italian horror movies, I find. Italian supernatural horror movies, usually pretty good. This one in particular, uh, directed by Mario Bava, uh, features a witch played by Barbara Still and her incestuous vampire older brother coming back from the dead to wreak havoc on the people that, uh, you know, executed them. Uh, Joe Bob did a deep dive I know more about Italian horror than I need to But I'm not a fan so much of Giallo's The classic Italian horror uh, murder mysteries Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because those are very formulaic Um, Demons, which was directed by Umberto Bava Mario Bava's son Is batshit crazy And one of my favorite movies of all time That one will blow your mind That's all I'm looking at this week, Jason What do you got?
0: Rewatch the blob uh the 88 version that's
1: i I think that one's actually better than the original it is (laughs)
0: uh it's actually really fun it's got some some good effects in there too i mean they've got definitely got some cheesiness too right But they've got some great like practical effects and some great like just uh special effects with like you know Faces melting yeah. off and shit like that.
1: Given your phobia of snot in general, it's how do pink. you watch The Blob? It's, it's pink. pink. That makes it okay? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's no booger there. <laughs>
1: I think there might be.
0: Uh, Sarah and I rewatched watched uh, The Witch. So um, she, there was two movies that she wanted to re-watch because I've sang the praises of them. Okay. Uh, and one of them was The Witch. and Because uh, the, the only other time she's seen it was in theater. Mm-hmm. No subtitles. Very hard to understand. Right. We re it with subtitles. Uh, and she got a lot more out of it and completely loved the movie. Cool, cool. Uh, and I still really, really, really love that movie. Mm. Um, we also rewatched *Your uh, You're Next. So this is, I mean, she has hated this movie since we saw it in theater. And she had a blast with it. It's fun. It's a very fun movie.
1: Uh, I think Joe Swanberg kind of makes that movie. Cuz he's, he's Which one is he? Drake, I think. Oh, the for fuck's sake. The the Which brother? Of, the yeah, the the dipshit brother who's like complaining about everybody oh, all the okay. time. Yes. All right. Constantly looking for like an angle to get dad's money. And
0: he's he's uh one of the two guys that was in the sa- um the last uh movie we just watched. Oh, uh, The Sacrament. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. What a prick. Though. I know, but
1: he's God great. he's great at it. <laughs> he's got the arrow in <laughs> yeah, his back. Kinda unprofessional. And he's <laughs> telling it telling everybody what a low life they are as he's <laughs> yeah. <just> writhing around. <laughs> oh,
0: it was great. Yep. Uh a movie I had never seen before, and I may butcher the name, uh Tenebrae.
1: Tenebrae, yeah. Speaking it's of Italian, Italian. Right. Yeah.
0: So I'd never seen it. I uh, heard a guy singing its praises on some YouTube thing. Watched it. Uh, it's not bad.
1: I think Joe Bob did a dive on that one too.
0: Yeah, it's um way longer than I wanted it to be.
1: It, it, uh, it's a Dar- that's a Dario Argento, uh, if I remember correctly.
0: The music is great. Oh in it. yeah, I mean it's really, really, really good music. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much what sold me on the whole thing. And disturbing behavior. I had never seen that from 1998. <laughs> uh, that is exactly. What I thought it would be from 1998, and it didn't disappoint. I gave it a six out of ten.
1: <laughs> that did that one kind of tug on your nostalgia strings a little bit. Yeah, it's like 90s. High so school. many
0: movies from that time. Yeah, the fac- faculty, faculty, yeah, yeah that same type same. of deal.
1: Right on, man. Oh, oh, forgot oh,
0: what, the biggest oh, one. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, look out! We actually went to the movies. Okay, saw the Black Phone. What did you think? We really liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually really good.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I gave it a, uh, a strong seven. Nice. Uh, uh, Sarah, I think, came in just over seven herself. Nice. Um, no, really good. Of course, I went into it completely blind, had mm-hmm. no idea what it was about or anything. and um, I, Are you still convinced you've seen this movie?
1: I am, and I can't tell you why or when or how. Yeah. But I remember a child abduction involving uh, Black Balloons. And I remember, like, a basement with a phone in it that kept ringing, and it was other kids telling the abductee how to make his escape. So and it was like w- the ghost of other kids.
0: Yeah, that's so wild.
1: I don't... I maybe, Well, I
0: look forward to you seeing the whole thing. I will. Just so you can definitively say, okay, I've seen this somehow, some way.
1: I wonder if this is like a... It's probably not a remake, but I wonder if there was like some sh- vignette or short story that this was based on, mm. or something to that degree. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, the whole thing is just wildly familiar. You to know,
0: me. I, I kind of had the, the same experience with uh, "It Lies Beneath."
1: What lies beneath?
0: Oh, um, Harrison uh, Ford. Yeah, yeah,
1: Jodie Fo- or uh, yeah, Jodie Foster. No, I can't um, Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: There it is. Uh, when I saw that movie, I, I knew every bit of it as it played out i had obviously never seen it but mm-hmm. the whole time i'm like i've seen this fucking movie before mm-hmm. and from start to finish i knew i had seen this movie before so i'm really curious if you've somehow some way Time-trap. through telepathy or something uh seen uh the black phone so
1: the only possible explanation i have is back when you had your pirate ship and i was like Sidecarring it or whatever it was. <laughs> sure. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I would just log on to your pirate ship and I would just, I would go to on my cell phone and I would look at my favorite horror podcast, look at their Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they ha- would always have all these posters for upcoming horror movies. And I would just type the name on the poster into your pirate thing. Yeah. And then I would just watch whatever showed up.
0: And, and like, there, there's a slight chance it could have grabbed like, a, because it was released in like, I don't know, the Philippines or something last year. Uh, but late last year, I believe. Yeah.
1: No, I'm talking like two, three years ago. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. I wonder
1: if there was like another, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I am time traveling. It could be. I hate it. I hate doing it. I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do a little immersion therapy there. Hot dog. <laughs> you realize I'm going to keep calling you hot dog because your wife is now calling me hot dog. <laughs> And sending me texts with pictures of hot dogs and stuff. Yeah,
0: Speaking of which, you haven't gotten one of those from Carter Birkin. Uh, I have not.
1: Son of a bitch. Maybe I blocked him on accident.
2: <laughs> Immersion Therapy.
1: Uh, you have seen the rental before, I believe. I have. What would you think of it?
0: I liked it as much this time as the first time.
1: I liked it quite a bit. Good. Um, I'm glad. I love it when people try to get all self-righteous, when they know damn well that they're doing dirt behind people's back. You bet. N- mainly the, uh, the chick. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, well, the... The the side piece, the brother's girlfriend, the the Indian chick, yeah, that uh, the uh, what's his name ended up having sex with, right? And she was just so quick. Oh, he's a racist. He's a dirty son of a. Look at he's got cameras in here. Well, you got caught fucking around, peanut, and uh, (laughs) fucking peanut. (laughs) (laughs) Look at your hot dog and peanut. (laughs) Listen here, there, cupcake, Uh, and you're the one doing the dirt. Unfortunately. The the guy that you were so quick to accuse actually had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, and if you hadn't, uh, if you could have just kept your fucking mouth shut. Like I, every year for my wife's birthday, my wife shares a birthday with two of our other friends. We all get an Airbnb. We all go up to the lake, get completely hammered. I assume I am on somebody's webcam. There's
0: webcam somewhere. I assume that you and best th- believe. Thus,
1: I walk in there with a. Uh, about an hour and a half of uh, fast-moving comedy and song and dance. I put on, I put on a show. Sure. You know? We've we, I've got some skits written out that we're going to perform for our <laughs> webcam audience. Uh, we are going to have sex. So,
0: sorry for the disappointment.
1: <laughs> you're probably going to want to edit that part out, but um, you know it's. Getting all high and mighty and being like, "Oh, wait, you know what, you son of a bitch!" And he's like, "Oh, I'll call the police if there's cameras in here. I don't know anything about it." And then kaboom! And now we have a, a serious problem. The great hands. thing
0: about rewatching it is, I had completely forgotten like the payoff. <laughs> like I had forgotten all about like that dude not being the guy right. and there being another guy and like. So it was like rewatching a movie all over again. It was great.
1: I really wish I had your level of Alzheimer's to where I could <laughs> completely block out movies and watch them for the first time all over again. Uh, yeah. That's great, man. I love that. I meet new people all the time. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, but I think the high point of this movie was when the hot wife got all drugged up. And she, right. She just didn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, for like, zero fucks. Yeah, like, they lost the dog.
0: That side piece, like she wasn't even, like, she wasn't, attractive. No,
1: she had, a, like, an old lady face on her, right? <laughs>
0: it's kind of a horse face. I
1: mean, I get it. You're all you're all mollied up, and you're in the hot tub, and you're, oh, you're so, you know, you're sure, creative. Sure, there's that. And sure, a boner's going to pop out. That's going to happen. But uh, following her into the shower and being like, hey, let's yeah. get it on. All right, now you're just let's, fucking around. Let's
0: ruin my marriage for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now you're just fucking For around. banging Mr. Ed. <laughs>
1: I loved it. Um, I liked the, the like the artistic direction of it, like the lighting of that place and the way it was filmed. Um,
0: I thought it was filmed great.
1: Yeah. And for Franco being – I don't think he was a first-time director, but he's still making his way as a director. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, it did. Yeah, man. Uh, check that shit out, inmates, if you haven't already. Jason, do you have something for immersion therapy? Sure do. All right. Good. Because I was about to panic.
0: I'm here. forcing your hand.
1: Please do, because whenever I pick one, it's dog shit. Go the, ahead. The hunt. The hunt. Okay. A movie
0: I have been begging you to watch you for have. a very long time. <laughs> so I figured this is finally my way.
1: <laughs> Let's have it, buddy. What uh, what's what device is it streaming on? I what don't service? know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't really.
0: <laughs> you didn't tell me there was a prerequisite. We didn't
1: really uh, put any effort into this particular show. <laughs> Let's see what we can find about The Hunt. All right. Yes,
0: I've only been asking you for the better part of a year and a half to watch it. It's true.
1: Starring Betty Gilpin, Hilary Swank, and some other people. (laughs) Uh, Looks like you can watch this one for free on something called... Freebie? Amazon Freebie. 2.8 stars, Jason Harrell. Wow.
0: I hear you, Slaughterhouse Rock.
1: Oh, no, it got 6.5, actually. Okay, geez. And you can make fun of Slaughterhouse Rock all you want, sir.
0: Uh, Most people have probably seen it already. You're the only one that's slipping.
1: I am going to watch it. Looks like The Hunt is on Amazon Prime, my good friend. So check that shit out, inmates. We will do the same and compare notes next week. And Jason is going to make fun of me for not having seen it sooner. God damn it. Uh, In the meantime, I think it's time to uh, educate me. I think so.
2: Educating Miss Monica.
1: First, my clues from last week. I am a lonely cowpoke working on my dad's ranch with my kid brother. Finally got a couple bucks in my pocket. I'm going to head into town and find me some romance, which I do with a mulleted young lady. <laughs> but uh, 1985, I guess that was a thing. Uh, God damn, does she have some weird friends that she hangs with? Nasty bunch, really. Um, it really made a mess in that old watering hole too. I am, of course, uh, near dark. Have you seen near dark, Jason?
0: Yeah, the one time, and it's, that'll be the last time.
1: It's it's like the uh, the Sun Valley version of Lost. Boys. <laughs> yeah, really. It I is. mean, I don't know <laughs> how else to explain. It's like the grimy. If you want vampires that don't have fangs and you, you are not at all interested in having sex with, go to near dark. Uh, Lance Henriksen.
0: If you want to watch Bill Paxton ruin another movie, oh, watch God. Near Dark.
1: He did not ruin that movie. He was pretty pretty hammy in that one, though, to be honest with you.
0: And he's full Bill Paxton in it.
1: <laughs> Full-on Bill Paxton. Uh, who might I be this week, you ask? Well, that is a good question. Um, well, Jason, I have been offered a substantial amount of money to prove that there is life after death. Now, how am I going to do that, you ask? That's a tough... That's, that's going to be a hard sell. Only way I can think of to do it is to lock myself, my wife, my weird contraption, and a couple of psychics into what is known and proven to be the most haunted house in this country that I'm in. Uh, we're going to have meals delivered to us. Things are going to get a little horny there, Jason. Yes. And it may include... It may be limited to, but not possibly be exclusive to, vampirism, uh, sadism, um, bestiality, necrophilia, um, a whole list of other weird sex stuff that is not coming to mind right just at the moment. (laughs) But it's all sexy, and there may or may not be a dead body in here with us, but we'll get to the bottom of that as the story unfolds. Who am I, you ask?
0: My to- home videos.
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't going to come, I wasn't going to out you like that, but since you brought it up. Uh, in the meantime, check that out. Uh, I will cl- tune in next week and I'll drop some knowledge on you as to who I was or am or could be. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us this week, Jason. Join us next week for Evil Dead, kicking off Evil Dead Month here in the padded room. All month of July, we're going to be covering the Evil Dead franchise. Um, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found that sh- this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. We also have a Patreon campaign running. I believe September is up for grabs. $5 donation gets you control of that month. A padded room travel mug, a padded room t-shirt, and as much hardcore pornography as I can fit into a package and legally send to you. Um... And that's about it. You got anything else on the week, big guy?
0: Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. If we can stretch this out for a minute. Absolutely. I really want to uh, have a quick conversation about sure. What? how many movies does it take to qualify as a franchise, horror franchise?
1: I would say four. Four? Yes. And the reason I say that is because you can have a horror movie, add another one, you've got a sequel. Sure. Add another one, you've got a trilogy. After that, I feel like you are in franchise territory.
0: So you wouldn't have considered, let's say, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street a franchise by part three?
1: No, especially not that one. And the reason why I say that is because mm-hmm. part one is so far, part two, I should say, is so far removed from part one. Okay. It's almost a completely different it has nothing to do with any. It just oh. happens to feature Freddy Krueger.
0: Okay, so then let's go by that argument. Let's go scream. Okay, since the formula is damn near identical, one, two, and three—that's
1: a franchise. It's by three. Oh, you see, Oh, okay. Uh, no, if they had ended it at three, I would still call it a trilogy, because that for some reason the trilogy <laughs> in horror is like some kind of—it's—it's it's like a formula into itself now if they had ended it at three say they killed Sidney prescott off in three or killed everybody off for that matter completely closed the book then it would be a trilogy and then they made another one after that it would have to be so far removed from the original trilogy that you would beg some it would beg some serious questions as to whether or not it was part of the franchise per se yes i did air quotes around franchise
0: uh gremlins one and two,
1: was, I would I wouldn't call that a franchise. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, I it's, mean, so
0: it's it, my argument is that it's two. Okay. Uh, I was just curious because it seems like most people lean towards three. Um, you're the first I've heard to say four. Yeah. So I was just curious on your to get your D's hot take. Oh,
1: that's a hot take.
0: <laughs> is that a new segment? D's hot take.
1: So, but the reason I bring up the trilogy is because I think a lot of filmmakers. We'll make that first movie with the idea of a trilogy already in mind. You know what I'm saying? So they'll, they'll take X, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty West made X. As he was fucking around, he went ahead and wrote a script for a prequel. And I don't know if we're ever going to get a sequel or if he has anything else in mind. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of filmmakers will do well, – they'll, they'll kind of try to Tarantino themselves. Take uh, Fear Street, for example. Original movie, sequel, then a prequel, trilogy. That's kind of the formula for the trilogy. Or it could go other ways, you know.
0: I I can appreciate calling it a trilogy because it, by definition, is a trilogy. But at the same time, I still think it can also be a franchise.
1: What X or Fear Street?
0: Uh, whatever. By by two installments in any of these movies, I could. I. It has the potential of. You know, being a, or it is a franchise at that point because X. So you've got the prequel mm-hmm. and you've got X. Right. Uh, Storylines the same characters. Uh, so it inherently is to me a franchise. Okay. N- not just a prequel. Or a sequel. Or a, or a sequel, whatever you want to right. call it. Or sequel, prequel. Or, or what's the other thing? that oh, Was uh, it a fucking prequel f- or something
1: like that? Or a, <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know. I don't even care anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, I was just curious what your take was.
1: No, I think uh, there's plenty of good horror movies out there that do have sequels or prequels. But I don't know that I would call that a franchise. Especially, or you, ta- you take other movies. Take... Um, Uh, what's a good example? Um, fuck me. I can't think of one off the top. Okay, take uh, Halloween. Mm -hmm. Halloween 1, great. Halloween 2, picks up right where Halloween 1 left off. Halloween 3, completely different, the whole situation. Sure. Now, a lot of people will say Halloween 3 isn't part of the quote-unquote franchise Mm -hmm. because it doesn't involve Michael Myers. Right. So... It's not really a sequel or a prequel, mm-hmm. It's a, com- but it is still part of the Halloween franchise. So then you t- that takes you to di- a different style of movie that you could almost consider more of an anthology, except every movie is its own independent thing. So now we're getting into like American her- American Horror Story territory where, okay, maybe here's this movie and that movie, and then we get into like um, fucking universes. Universe, but like uh, talking about... Uh, Ari Aster and Mm -hmm. how Hereditary might tie into um, Midsummer, or how you look at the works of Stephen King and you have all these interlaced characters. Well, Shining isn't really a sequel or it isn't really a a sequel to The Shining, but there is a weird tie in where um, uh, Dick Holloran saved Mike Hanlon's dad from a fire at the uh, bar that they used to work at together. So. Technically, I mean there is that kind of loose tie-in, where but they're completely different stories. So now we have this uh, cohesive universe situation. Is that a franchise? Is Stephen King's entire body of work one big franchise? Uh huh, Mr. Harold.
0: That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I want a D's hot take. Okay, <clears throat> but uh, but, so, but even something like Jeepers Creepers, like okay. Now we had three. Uh, but i would say that by the second one we have a creeper franchise and the in the potential to continue that franchise but i think at that second one you've now you franchised out okay cuz you went past the initial
1: uh, okay
0: uh just like uh well with anything as soon as it hits the second one like the collector um like i consider that you know a franchise, a, a franchise. Sure. sadly the uh, doesn't look like we'll ever get any more, but not. I love that guy. Sure. Um, I him too. But I was just wondering if you had a definitive number uh, that you had attached to it.
1: Let's put it out there, inmates. Uh, mental Health Hotline, area code 775 3870 275. Email, room 2011 at hotmail.com. What, by definition, What is your definition of a franchise, is what we want to know. Let us know in next week's listener mail. I say four. Jason says two. Um, I'm curious to what your wife thinks, or is she just going to call you a faggot? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think she. I think she thinks three.
1: Three. I'm into it. I can see that. All right, inmates. Four franchise or not franchise? Um, sequels, prequels, free, prequels, cool, uh, requels. Recools, I there think was, is what it was. Um. Funko toys, um, <laughs> hard rock zombies, uh, weird mental illnesses that could be passed from mother to daughter, or cults that could be, I guess the cult could possibly be hereditary too. I don't know. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, everybody. I want to know how to survive Why did the dinosaur cross the road? Because the chicken wasn't born yet.